Thank you, Nancy, and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. It's December 30th, 2017, so I'd like to wish all our listeners a very happy new year and a happy and prosperous 2018. I think it's going to be an exciting year for all of us. I'm your host, Jan Moore, known as the Success Alchemist. I'm an intuitive success and spiritual empowerment coach, mentor, trainer, and writer. And my mission here on planet Earth is to support conscious evolution and help people fulfill their purpose and reach their highest potential by becoming conscious creators. Hence the name of the show, Cosmic Creating. And I'm excited to bring you another amazing guest today who is a brilliant example of how to beat the human rules and uh, manifest amazing things. My guest is Donna Blevins. She's a six foot five inch powerhouse who served as a poker mind shift coach in many industries. She's got a diverse background as a professional speaker, real estate consultant, magazine advertising executive, newspaper columnist, professional poker player, and a true entrepreneur with two master's degrees and a doctorate. Donna has drawn from all of these to create her life-changing collection of mind-shifting tools in her breakthrough book, Mindshift on Demand. You can find out more about Donna at www.donnablevins.com. That's D-O-N-N-A-B-L-E-V-I-N-S.com. So welcome, Donna. It's so, it's so lovely to have you here today. Well, thank you. I am thrilled to be here, Jan. Absolutely thrilled. What a wonderful way to end 2017 and to kick off a new year. Absolutely. And as I said, I have a very strong feeling 2018 is going to be quite an amazing year. <laughs> I do too. I have, I've been asking, you know, you talk about asking the universe questions. I've been asking questions like, you know, am I supposed to do radio or podcasts in 2018? And voila, uh, <laughs> I talked with you last week and said, well, why don't we do this on the 30th of December? And I said, well, I guess that was an answer from the universe. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure we're going to have a really fun and lively conversation today. We certainly did the other day. <laughs> so let's uh, let's share all of this fun with our listeners today. So, you know, one of the things that stands out about you immediately is the fact that you're a six foot five inch woman, which is so unusual. So how is that? um impacted your impact on people the fact that they really do have to look up to you well as a matter of fact today oddly enough i was at a flea market i was told that i needed to do a book signing at a flea market and i thought well that's okay i'll do that <laughs> it was an odd <laughs> thing to do and i'm sitting beside behind the table and nobody's stopping and i said now wait a minute why don't i just go stand out in front of the table and lo and behold People would stop and they would say that question, that number one question, which is, how tall are you? <laughs> <laughs> and it's been a wonderful gift. It has been my gift from the universe. My gift is that I have this body and I'm supposed to be out there with a message. And it's taken me many years to get my message uh, put together. 
so that it's in the format for people to understand because I guess I spent my lifetime learning how to deal with all kinds of things, uh, made a lot of mistakes, but I learned that you just have to get yourself back up and get back in the game. Yes, indeed. And, um, you know, it's interesting that you should say that. I, it did occur to me, you know, when, when I first started talking to you uh, last week and you mentioned about your height, I wondered if you were an Amazon in a previous life that you've <laughs> carried forward <laughs> that stature into this one. That's it. You know, that's really interesting because when I first started working in the poker industry, I was trying to figure out what my uh, site should be called. And the poker site is biggirlpoker.com for obvious reasons. <laughs> I, I, I first actually got amazonpoker.com. I thought that would be kind of fun. And, uh, uh, but then I, that was before Amazon was so big and I, Maybe that's what I might have done, but you know, I might have been. I'd like to see stories about them. Who knows? It could have manifested. Mm. Well, certainly you're a great example of the warrior woman. So <laughs> that's what I like to, to think of you as. And you were talking about, you know, how you've had to face up to a lot of things in this lifetime. One of them was actually, um, a health issue, was it not? And um, I'd just like to ask you, um, would you like to tell us about the stroke that you actually suffered from? That was Halloween 2013, was it not? Yes, it was. And interesting that you said suffered from, because in reality, I believe that it was a gift. <laughs> because well, yes, I'll go along with that, because I believe there's a gift in everything. So... <laughs> It's all about perspective, isn't it? It really is. And and I was actually, I had what I thought was the final manuscript for my book, Mind Shift On Demand. And I was, I was frustrated because I really didn't have any, what I considered proof that my Mind Shift exercises work. And I remember that, that day, Halloween of 2013, I got up from my computer and I had this big screen TV hooked up to my computer so I can really engross myself when I'm doing writing and I stood up from it and I've got my my hands on my hips and I'm looking at this mind shift exercise on the screen and I said I want something that proves my mind shift exercises work and I want proof now and like a kid I stomped my foot and I'm convinced that I kickstarted a clot <laughs> Well, it's it's like the saying, you have to be careful what you manifest. <laughs> and in oh, this case, it's, it's like, boy, did you manifest a, an instant solution by the sound of it? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's odd because when you have a stroke, uh, depending on what part of the brain a stroke hits, time slows down and it's different. And it felt like it took 20 minutes from the stroke hitting my head and it was like an ice pick went into my head. I this this lightning mm. and it felt like 20 minutes that I was like floating down like this feather to the ground. And when I, when I hit the floor, you know, the first thing that I thought was be careful what you ask for, as you just said. And I'm, I'm laying there and I was, I was frightened. And I started whimpering and my, I call it my internal coach. It's like I have this internal mindset coach and 
And my inner coach said, wait, what are you doing? You know, you teach people to mind shift. You need to shift your mindset. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm whining like a little kid inside going, yes, but. And, and my coach said, get up, get your shoes up, shoes on, and go into the kitchen. And I was able to get my shoes on. It was odd. They were tied really weird. That they were, Because when it, it hit in the left side of my brain and, and that, goes across to the right side of your body in some instances, but it was, it blacked out the central left part of my brain, which is the part that controls your ability to speak. And I discovered shortly that I only had control over two words. I could only say two words. I blurted out Donna. And the only other word I could say was crap. (laughs) 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 They'd ask a question. I'm trying to get a a word out. And and that's what the, the word came out. But they, my husband and mother got me to the local hospital quickly and they airlifted me to Shands, which is the University of Florida teaching hospital. And it was fabulous because if, and you're going to think I'm crazy because they're going, well, you know, she's never going to be able to speak for eight to nine months and she's not going to speak fluidly after that at all because it's completely blacked out. And I chose to think of this differently. I chose to detach from the situation to observe, be a detached observer. In reality, I had a ball. It was so much fun being airlifted. And I started doing some mind shift exercises and I had no idea how to find my words, but I simply said, where did my words go? And I just started doing some, some games with myself, with my mind. You know, I, I asked, where are my words? And I closed my eyes and what I, what I saw in my mind's eye was this huge room that was like this huge hallway wide. And there were four door filing cabinets on either side and that all the drawers were open. And there was this huge mountain of files in the middle of, of the room. And I stepped back and looked at the, the sign over the door and it said word file. <laughs> that was my world file, word file room. And I said, well, my goodness, all my words are in these file folders, but I need to find them. And I asked myself, you know, what do I do? And I thought, well, if I'm going to go to a foreign country, you you make a list of words that you want to learn in, in a foreign language. And so in my mind, I was making a list of the things that I wanted to learn. And I said, the first word that I need to say is hello. So I said, okay, I'll go find hello. And, and I closed my eyes and I'm looking through all these files and I found the file that said hello and I opened the file folder up and it was like a child's book because the, the words popped up like a, they do at a child's book and they were in block letters and I could play with the, with the letters and there was, there was a button and I thought, I wonder what it sounds like. And I pressed the button and I heard hello. I pressed another button and it said hello. I pressed another button and it said, hello. (laughs) I said, okay, it sounds different based on your attitude. And I I started sounding out the the syllables and I would drink a pitcher of water an hour because I knew my brain needed all this fluid. And the the hospital staff thought I was crazy. They thought it was absolutely Looney Tunes because they would, push a button and hold the water pitcher up. They thought I was over there pouring the water out and I was mumbling and muttering and, and they were convinced I was nuts. 
and I was able to speak in three days. Wow, that's amazing. And when you first told me about this experience, I mean, the first thing is what an excellent example of the power of visualization. Um, Actually, you know, manifesting through that visualization, the results of, of defying all the medical professionals and, and proving that it is possible to create seemingly impossible outcomes. Yeah. And when I told my, my husband insisted that I tell his shrink <laughs> what, <laughs> what I had experienced and I did and and he said to me that what I had done is I had tr- trained my brain to rewire the neural pathways. And I said, I don't quite understand that. He said, well, you started doing that. And by doing that, your brain figured it out. Your brain is really smart. Anybody's brain is really smart. It just, you just, it just went about rewiring the neural pathways. I didn't have to go find every file. I still have mislaid files sometimes. And rather than say I forgot, I have eliminated the word forget or forgot from my vocabulary. Because rather than say that, I'll, when I'm looking for a word, I'll say, hmm, I have temporarily mislaid that word. Now, where is it? <laughs> yes, it's, a, it's, it's very important. You know, again, it's, it's illustrating how powerful the use of language is in terms of what we manifest and what, you know, what are the words that absolutely stand out? You know, the the whole idea of uh, don't forget to do such and such means that you'll forget to do it exactly. <laughs> uh, instead of saying remember to do such and such, which is completely the opposite outcome. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I believe if there's any overarching motto or belief that I believe is the foundation of what what I believe in and what I believe that controls people's life is the words you choose set yourself up for either success or failure because our subconscious mind is a perfect recorder. It records everything. However, it is a lousy playback system. (laughs) It plays back what has been anchored usually with high emotions, stress. That's why, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, people flash back to experiences that were highly, had highly charged emotions. Mm. And we need to, we need to be kind to our subconscious. And when we have a, a wonderful experience, we need to really Focus on that and revel in it because the way we think about it and and the way we concentrate on that, we can actually help that anchor into our subconscious and become a predominant thought that comes up rather than something that's been negative. Absolutely. And it's interesting because, um, you know, I uh, posted on Facebook about Christmas Day this year for me. It was the first Christmas I'd actually spent on my own in the whole of my 62 years. And, you know, there is so much hype about expectations around Christmas. And I decided I was not going to let 
anything negative enter my thought pattern around Christmas, I, you know, there was a choice of going, oh, I can feel sorry for myself and I'm here and I'm on my own, blah, blah, blah. Or I can decide to make it a really magical day. And I did. I had a lovely conversation with my daughter in, in the UK for two hours and it felt like I was with her over there mm. and walked the dog and, and cooked a nice turkey dinner and everything. And, you know, it's, I really absolutely believe and teach that you have so much power to create your reality just by the quality of focus, you know, where you put your focus and your perception and your emotions. Mm. 